Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest edition of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, along with my fellow um, conquerors of the Flax and Armadas, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's Bulletproof. Bulletproof round two. We are in it. Um, I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would trust to dive into a foreign uh, dimension. And one of them impregnates someone who was on the opposite uh, freedom fighting force and then return for their uh, vengeful son that they sired with that opposition uh, to come and take revenge on the entire planet. First off, Malcolm Russell Nelson. I just think it's a little rude that you're calling me out like this this early. I think that's a little rude, I'll be honest. Well, this is what you get for missing a week. <laughs> it was 11,000 years for me. <laughs> and Jacob Brown, specific, of course, you know? my friend. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, it's very specific. Very, well, that's, uh, that's where he was. Days. That's where he was that yeah, week he yeah. missed. He was in the Flaxen dimension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So as we're recording this, I want to mark this for posterity. Uh, the three of us are each recording from a separate state. Uh, Malcolm is over in Arizona. I am, of course, here in California. And Jacob Brown is off in Seattle, Washington, doing some things, having some auditions, living life, looking great while doing it. Yeah, we're in a great hat. We're in a going, great hat. Going to a wedding. Yeah. Thank you. I, I thought this would work for the Seattleness of this place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. That's what I'm living right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this oh week, we are covering Invincible Volume 17 entitled What's Happening, which I think is appropriate. Uh, it's issues uh, 91 through 96. And just right off the bat, guys, what the fuck was this volume? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a this is a prequel to what's going to happen in issue 100 that's this was a lot it is. This, this was, was a lot, lot. there was were, a lot going on um, so going on. the thing about this volume that i thought was very interesting was that it essentially did something that hasn't been done before in the invincible comic is that there were two parallel storylines going throughout the entire volume so for all six issues here we have not just the modern day stuff that's happening you know with another invasion from the flaxons that we thought had been taken care of by rex and amanda and we are finding out what happened to rex and amanda robot and monster girl way back in however long that they spent in there i think it was hunt i think it was almost like an entire millennia they spent yeah. there it was yeah yeah like seven or eight hundred years about eight eight hundred years yeah yeah that's just it's it's wild but i i was very nervous about going into this volume because you guys both told me okay this is gonna be wild the volume's title itself is what's happening um which title it's it is a very apropos title so just off the bat um i want to reestablish here in case this is your first time listening to the uh to the book club uh i'm in uncharted territory 
Uh, since a couple volumes ago, I have never read up to this point in Invincible. Malcolm has finished the entire series. Jacob has gotten up to the last volume. So we are at varying degrees of knowledge here. But I was not prepared for what the hell this volume was. <laughs> so Malcolm, re <laughs> revisiting this, did you? was there anything that you... Uh, had forgotten was there anything that you were looking forward to i had forgotten about the kid <laughs> yes okay i had forgotten about the kid and the uh if this if this story came out now it would be an interesting uh oh boy would uh, it an, an interesting trans discussion of yeah um what year did this come out this was this was 2013 2013 okay mm -hmm. jeez wow yeah so, it, it, yeah. this it, seeing this in a modern context uh is very interesting yeah uh, there's also like a, a there's no there's actually an overarching theme that subject from this volume that like translates into the next volume as well but uh, uh we'll talk about it when we when we get to it because uh, it's 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 a big it's a big adult issue is basically what it is Yes, it's another one of those big adult issues that this comic always seems to like bring constantly up keeps happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This volume, it was monarchies. It's what's happening. Monarchies was the big monarchies. adult issue that we dealt with in this one, and I was monarchies and how uh, you know power corrupts. <laughs> Absolute power. Also, that robot's absolutely. a dick. Robot's kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. He's a dick. I never robot's trust him. Kind of a dick. I love every time I'm justified in that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. we all enjoy being i see i got it last week i got it last week with uh, yeah. olivier where i was yeah. justified his big damian mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. what would we describe <laughs> rex as in this one would this be how how would we describe this um big big mental brain would, would this be big <laughs> dr doom energy would this be bdde He's close to BDD. Uh, I, I don't know. Or maybe just big, big doom Doctor, energy. Doctor Who energy. He's kinda. he's a real Lex Luthor. Re okay, BLE. Uh, BLE. He's got some big real Luthor Lex energy. Yeah, he's got like that it. Lexi energy. You know. Definitely I mean, yeah, yeah. You take out the R from Rex, and you just put an L there. <laughs> and L and it's Lex. That's he's true. also redhead. I think we've cracked it. He's also a redhead. Yes. Yeah. He's, he he's is Lex Luthor. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Lex Luthor, perfect. If Lex Luthor didn't start off hating superheroes, yes, yeah. if he I, actually I find that very interesting. If he benefited, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's dive into this uh, chapter ninety-one. We're coming hot off the heels of the Dinosaurus and Thrag uh, beatdown that happened in the ship where they are finally able to escape. Um, Thrag, Thrag, Grand Region Thrag. Um, okay, before we get into this, no, I have to give a quick shout to uh, to uh, two of our listeners, in fact, uh, Doug, and, <laughs> Doug and Dallas on Twitter today as we're recording this. Um, we're talking about, shout out to them, we're talking about how they believe, unlike us, they believe that in season, you know, whenever he shows up, that Conquest should be voiced by Steve Buscemi. So we got a request 
we, we got a request for uh since malcolm has been our resident conquest uh <laughs> voice voiceover actor I, to do a steve buscemi almost there i don't have or, a uh, Emmy. i guess this is kind of whiny like almost there <laughs> <laughs> why do i have to be mr pink uh, <laughs> because you're a fu- oh, no sorry we can't say that um, <laughs> you think like god two wonders was i don't remember the spike it's two quote it's the best line in any movie ever it is it is but just just give us like give it give us your best college try the floor is yours almost there yeah i'm almost there yeah i'm almost there yeah i'm almost there that's the best i got i i can't think right. of it Doug dallas that was for you wonderful wonderful work there buscemi conquest one time only <laughs> Oh my god! What a weird. I feel, weird I feel bit like that's casting. that's like a that's like a variant cover, a one in one hundred variant cover, <laughs> Buscemi Conquest. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, they couldn't ask for like. Oh guys, I got the Buscemi Conquest play cover. Oh yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> we only have like one left, basically. It was yeah, the only it's, one it, they had. It's pretty cool. They got Mitch Jarrods to do this one. I thought that was really. Scrawny. <laughs> <laughs> that- he would draw a hell out of an invincible issue. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it would be. It'd be very different. Very yeah. different. So yeah. uh, Adam Eve shows up at the ship where Thrag um, is basically like, Ready basically like feeds her some lies and says, "Look, Dinosaurus attacked us and stole him." Uh, and I love this moment where she just like manifests these mcfarlane looking piece of swords like i'm gonna throw down with you and thrag just straight up laughs in her face yeah mm-hmm. like it's just and he hits her with this you know cal- sorry <clears throat> yeah yes calm down before you find yourself impaled in a clenched fist again so like <laughs> how does he know about that in ultimate burn like well, How does he know? Well, remember I mean, he did, didn't conquest. conquest go back. Did conquest after? tell him? Conquest is like, yo, those is redhead, dude, bro. Like, <laughs> so you, you gotta do it in the voice. You gotta do it in the voice. <laughs> the Bashami, yeah. There was this redhead. Oh. Tell me, tell me more. <clears throat> right through. That's quite violent. Shot her off my arm. That... I looked at her mate and said, "Almost there." <laughs> Oh, there. You you say that everywhere you go. I feel like that's starting to become a thing with you. I do say it everywhere I go. It's my catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. So we cut in with uh, with bulletproof, or as we decided last week, uh, Zendel. Zendel. And him and Carla. I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, him and Carla are yeah. reunited, doing, looking like they are just living the life. Um, and apparently, as we kind of established, um, I guess like Zendel's kind of a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Like, he's kind of a garbage I mean, guy, which sucks. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Carla reveals, you know, like that he's cheated on her before and he says he's past it uh 
which we can't really agree we can't with. Prove. We can't prove. He, yeah, he can't prove yeah. in his yeah. actions or his words. Yeah. Yeah. So kind that of was upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Though yeah, I feel like, like we get a lot more nuance with their relationship as the volume goes on. Yes. Which is yes. very interesting. So yes. also this kind of mirrors Mark and Mark and Eve a little bit as an opposite, uh, as an opposite way of feeling about because their relationship because you know Mark and Eve's relationship is so so uh thoughtful and insightful and very, very cohesive. Where yeah. is the two of them with Carla and is Bell, very surface very often. Yes. Yeah, there, there's, there's there's no drama, trust. There's drama. Yeah, yeah, there's no trust. It's just yeah. It's very so, it's very interesting. So Mark is conversing with Dinosaurus's human half, uh, trying to bring this out. And I love I love this where he's just like, have I ever told you the uh, production order on a comic book? And then he starts going into like the, <laughs> the ins and outs of how to make a comic book. And the guy's like, huh? Like what? Oh, oh I see what you're doing. Like, <laughs> I just love that. That's like, that's a recurring gag on how... Dinosaurus is brought out. Different. It's yeah. my favorite. It's my favorite thing about dinosaurs is because it's just like it feels like an improv. It feels like an improv like uh, game for for they made up this character. It's like what? What's a different uh, emotion for the Incredible Hulk? Uh, indifference. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. So now we have to do the Incredible Hulk. As uh, like every every time he has to turn into it, he has to be indifferent about something. So like something urgent could be happening right now, and he's just like, oh, I gotta feel bored. Oh, I gotta feel bored. I really so just bored. can't care about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and so that ends up paying off with this moment where he's just like, Hey, I'm having a real good time. Like dinosaurs is gone. I don't need to deal with this stuff. And Mark's like okay, well, I need dinosaurs here. Like, there's a lot going on. I have no idea how we got here. And he's like, our lives could be in danger. And he goes, nah. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> great gag. Just a great gag. Like, Oops. <clears throat> and uh, in the meantime, uh, Eve is recruiting. She finds Alan, uh, Alan Tech Jacket and Olivier who are dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she meets up with Zendel and Carla at dinner. Carla's immediate like, "Who is she?" <laughs> and I mean, just incredible. But, again, um, mirroring a uh, the Mark and Eve date when yes, I'm traveling. Uh, kick puncher, punch kicker, kids or whatever came. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, it's it's yeah, again yeah. a lot of. Boy, George Lucas would yeah. love would love Invincible. It, it rhymes. Oh yeah, it, it rhymes. rhymes. <laughs> so, I love that you do the hands for every it time. <laughs> That's the only way I could do that voice. That's the only way I could do that voice. It rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes. So, uh, <laughs> so um, dinosaurs fills Mark in on what happened. Uh, he doesn't know why um, why Thrag is trying to kill him. And at that exact moment, Invincible busts in. Hell uh, yeah. Mark has no idea what's going on, which I love. Like, this Hell is the first no. time he's seeing this. He's just like, why are you here? Who are you? And I love the gag. I have to say, if they pull they this off, it. if they pull this off in the show and they get to this point where he's like, I'm grab. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So good. Yeah. So good. 
So, um, yeah, so uh, they're having a little bit of a tussle, just like the cover to this chapter says. Eve shows up. Everybody kind of calms down and figures out what's going on until Alan goes to restrain Dinosaurus and Mark goes to strike him. He strikes true, but only on himself. As a wise man once said, you played yourself. And <laughs> that's not what a king does. That is not what yeah. a king Gee, like, look at this. <laughs> oh, Mark's man. arm is just like shattered, oh. like hanging on by the bear, by the smallest of tendons. Like the best part yeah. is Mark's face is just like <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. that uh it's that peter griffin it's, like it's, that's exactly what it yeah. is yeah. yeah there's a little bit of jagged bone coming out from the yeah, shoulder that it's like a shirt too that's just like that's that's what kind of got me was just how much pushback his arm was against yeah. Alan. Uh, and looking at this panel that, now it's kind of like it's whiplash for me to just see invincible in the corner watching this yeah it's i don't weird. know why that's so funny to me it's a little yeah. weird yeah but yeah. um as we move on to uh chapter 92 um it's revealed that due to his exposure to the scourge virus like so many before him mark is heavily depowered if not completely powerless um his arm has gone through like a bunch over like a uh, almost a dozen surgeries to like get it back to looking any kind of normal yeah. um and at that exact exact same time cthulhu man bursts through octoboss <laughs> octoboss yeah so and i love so i love good. this this uh little conversation he has with one of his minions one of his little squid minions where can we, um, can we please do this can, can, I, will, I, will, I will i will i really love I'm okay so this is like this right. is like I laughed way too hard at this moment. <laughs> Jacob, you're going to be Octoboss. Malcolm, you'll okay. be the minion. All right. Okay. And action. Why do you insist on... Squidman! Oh, sorry. Yeah, just... Do the whole thing. My bad. Do the whole thing. Take, take do the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. Let's do it. We, we got to set it up. Take two. Take two. And action. And red Squidman! They am source of all Earth weapon and technology. We take control and we have they have. Then apparently us can arrive home. Translated too. <laughs> Why do you insist on speaking to us with their words when you don't know their language well? <laughs> I love how Christopher Lloyd that voice went. That was just Christopher Lloyd, and that's who they should get. <laughs> and that's that. who they should get for Octavius. That's so uh, good. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to inflate my cheeks so that way it pretty much just sounds like he's just like constantly just like General Tarkin or what, what is it? Uh, 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 it's a trap. You know, just uh, oh, oh yeah, Akbar, yeah, yeah, Akbar, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Amazon, we're giving you free casting. <laughs> just take it for Lloyd for Octoboss. Just take do it. it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we get to see uh, the current Guardians of the Globe roster show up, and I don't recognize like half of these people. I'm gonna be honest, but I mean, you recognize your favorite. <laughs> 
I recognize yeah. my boy, Kaboomerang. <laughs> Kaboomerang. <laughs> Kaboomerang! And we've also got, from what I can see and who I recognize, uh, Monster Girl, we've got Robot, we've got Knockout, we've got Brit, Samson. Um, Invincible. Invincible. And then I forget. Yeti. What, what, is, what is the name of the uh, the Martian guy? What is the Shape, uh, Shape Smith. Shape Shape Smith, that's right. Yeah. And I recognize nobody else. Like I see like I see a when, Wendigo looking guy. When we get to Guardians of the Globe or Guarding the yeah. Globe, then you'll yes. we will get there. Yeah, you'll to, uh, the, the, the dude with the blindfold over his eyes is pretty freaking cool. I never remember his name, but he's pretty freaking cool. Uh it's best I think tiger. he was in the boys. Best Tiger. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. His uh, name is Best Tiger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, amazing. There, the girl with the with the robotic hand, she is ja, Japan Droid. Uh, no, she's Android. not. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Her, that's her, her name, name is not Japan Droid. They say it later. Droid. Her name is Japan Droid. Yeah. yeah. Her name is Japan Droid. They, yeah. I, uh, that the, really the name, uh, walks the line of being offensive, and I yep. know. <laughs> yep. Twenty thirteen yeah, yeah. was not that long ago, nope. guys. No, nope. Was, and that's why yeah. she has the red. The, oh, the, of course. Uh, that's yeah. The, yeah, the red yeah, sun sucks. in the middle of the, yeah, yeah, the red sun. Yeah. Oh, that exactly. sucks. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, then there, there's oh. a yeti in the background there too. Uh, mm-hmm. The oh God, I'm trying to remember these names. Uh, the this the girl underneath yeti and next to best tiger. She's a speedster. I know that. I, I don't yeah. know why. I just automatically knew she was a speedster. Like yes. I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, you're a speedster. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember, but they say some of the names later on. In this yeah, one. yeah, they do. They say the names later, but there's there's an angel girl with a dog, and the dog has a name too, but I can't. Uh, it's a high. pug. And I then is that, that Madam a... Web in the background? <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that's yeah, Miss Popper. Wait a second, and I completely missed him because they hit him for whatever reason. Oh, oh yeah, Kithor! he's in the back. Kithor! Yeah, he's <laughs> laying back. You Why see is that he so far back? Jacket? Right there. Why is he so far back? I guess they didn't have room or something. Replace this best tiger boy with him. (laughs) No, but he's got to have seniority. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Replace Japan Droid. Yeah. No, for sure. Replace Japan Droid. (laughs) So, anyway, they go to work on Octoboss and his minions. I love this panel of Brit just like the lasers bouncing off of him as he's like directing traffic. It's pretty sweet. Brit rules. So sweet. Uh, let's talk about the fact that Octoboss's minions look like clansmen. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yes, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. They I wasn't like going to bring it up. Which is really uh, comfortable to see uh, 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 Bulletproof as Invincible going after them. But and Samson, get... too. Yeah, and, and Samson, too. But we don't get enough of that. But yeah, they totally look like clansmen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that. This is an awkward issue. This is a weird volume, bro. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They look like space clansmen, basically. <laughs> These Jesus. like jumpsuits that they wear. Clans in space. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to your local theater August 13th, 1964. <laughs> so in space. So no uh, one can see your race. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that was good. That's good and bad. Yeah, that was good. Yikes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, 
Monster Girl gets the knockout blow on Octo uh, Octoboss, and then she has a weird little interaction. This is very this is very catty by Robot. Uh huh. Like the two of yeah. them, like uh-huh. just I didn't know what was going on here um but we were informed and we saw the return of cory walker i i am honestly and maybe it's like maybe it's an unpopular opinion i'm slowly starting to prefer uh walker's art to otley's here and i don't I don't know. I don't know if I am I, yet. I, the no, I know exactly made. why you are. Because this this uh this, this is the original guy of this Walker is... looks very Samney. Yeah, you're right. Very Samney, very yeah. Shaner. That's that's yeah. why you like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're right. That's that's yeah. absolutely right. It's just good right. cartooning. It's, it's just really good cartooning. cartooning. It's yeah. real good. For those of you who aren't aware, my two favorite <laughs> artists are uh, Doc Shaner and Chris Samney. Yeah. They're both amazing, and a lot of complaints are given to them and their art by it being too like cartoony or simplistic. Which is but insane. I love that shit. Which is insane. Yeah. They're two of the greatest artists of all time. Agreed. You, can, in, you yeah. can inject their art directly into my veins. And now that like I'm like looking at it, the, yes, yeah, absolutely. This <laughs> and that's, is, and that's why I like stuff. Otley more because Otley is very much like Chris Anka, who's my favorite modern artist. Yes. So like, it, yes, it is. So I understand. <laughs> this book is a perfect blend. Yeah. This, also, this shout out to Chris Anka. Our Chris I'm Anka just, is wonderful. I'm just biased more to Corey Walker because he was the first guy. That's all. Fair. <laughs> it's, it's really for sure. It's really honestly why. I was guy. like, yeah, I miss you, Corey. I miss you working on this book. You, you did really. It's the kind of same thing with like Tony Moore working on the, the Walking Dead for the first call. Yes, uh, first volume, and then he went away, yes. and then they got Charlie Aldard to replace him. And I was like, I miss you, Tony. I miss yeah. you sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. need some Tony Moore. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zendel returns to his apartment, much like uh, Eve and Mark returned to their house. And uh, apparently, today was supposed to be a very important day. Apparently, Zandel's parents are visiting, and uh, Carla is not a good cook. So <laughs> uh, they show up. He does a real quick super speed clean. And then, and then, the little moment here. Yeah. That's Eve, right? Yes. That's yeah, absolutely that's Eve. Adam Eve. Again. The problem is that uh, Carla didn't notice it. How does she not notice when she sees Eve come at the dinner, like right? show up yeah. to get him? How come yeah. she's not? Wait a second, isn't that that big boobied white woman you've enjoyed? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I can't it's stress this enough. I mean, it's, it's not. True. Finished, it's not finished. You know? That's true. Almost but, but a twenty-year age difference. Yep. I'm still, yeah. it yeah, still yeah. weirds me out. I'm sorry. Those are Leo DiCaprio yeah. numbers. Like, we can't. <laughs> I don't feel Wait comfortable. A Wait a second. Yeah. Are you saying that Zendel is a member of the posse? <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> you belong to the posse? <laughs> all I'm saying is that Zendel is acting like a real wolf of Wall Street here. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so his parents show up and they kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they really kind of suck. Yeah. They they're like they're very much like Eve's parents, pretty much. If if Eve's parents were Mark's parents, basically. 
you yeah. know that's a, that's a really good way to put it that's exactly it yeah for sure like they're basically like oh man like oh you're so, basically telling him to his face without using the exact words like hey you're a failure and we like your brother a lot better <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah uh, his brother tyrone who tyrone. I don't know if something happened to him. I'm sure we're going to get elaboration later on, but apparently they believe that Tyrone is bulletproof. Uh huh. Which is fascinating to me. So, like I said, I like, like I said last week, I have a take on bulletproof. uh, That's right. While it's not, it's not excusing his behavior. It does give a good reason for his behavior. Right, uh, right. But really, I can't get into it this week because I thought that an issue that is coming soon was in this. That's volume. in the next volume. Yeah, yeah it's in the oh, next. Oh, okay. It's explained so, in the next volume. So we're, going we're, to have we're giving you breadcrumbs, dear yeah. listeners. Yeah. We're giving you <laughs> yeah, breadcrumbs bread on this incredibly hot take that, it's, that it's not even has. a hot take. It's just psychology. Ooh, I have yeah. a real psychological really? take on that character. We're gonna step yeah. into Psych Two Hundred One next week. You Damn get right. yourself ready. So. um Basically, uh, Zendel's family sucks. Um, they don't know that he's bulletproof. They think his brother is bulletproof. And that is going to kind of carry through throughout the uh, throughout the volume. Yeah, and that's so, really Zendel's whole story, this volume. That's yeah. It. yeah. For now. And yeah. so as we kind of go along here, uh, we're going to tackle the... I, I feel like tackling it the way that we normally tackle it issue to issue might get a little messy so i just kind of want to focus on the uh on the monster girl and robot stuff first and then we can go into the modern day stuff does that make sense yeah 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 yeah. cool so because they've been alluding to something happened in this flaxen dimension and what we come to find out is that they were there for 800 years some around and during that time they were prisoners monster girl was a gladiator uh they befriended another prisoner there and as time went on they grew very very close they had an uprising i think it was like 20 years in um which didn't Mm -hmm. work and then they were brought to this other like city that nolan tore through the last time he was there Uh uh-huh i love continuity i love continuity that's my shit that's my jam let me tell you something uh cory walker can draw a bearded nolan real good yeah (laughs) that one shot of bearded nolan flying through and you're like oh cool which is interesting to go back to that point, knowing that they spent so much time on that in uh in the show. In the show, yeah. yeah they, because they show him decimating everything in the show. They don't really show yeah. it in the comic. Which is interesting because, again, like when we went through the comic, he talked about how he had been imprisoned for a year. Yeah. Not able to use his powers. Where in the show, it's pretty instant. That he just goes yeah. there, wrecks shop, and leaves. He yeah, does. He, it like, seems more like he beard. wrecks that place in a year. Yes. Yeah. He's he spends a year decimating that place. He spends a year decimating. That's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah, interested to see how that, if that differs at all, or it has an effect on the story or not. But as the decades and the centuries pass, um, Rex and Amanda grow very close while also mm-hmm. aging incredibly slowly. Aging naturally. Aging naturally. Yeah. 
but incredibly slowly. Yeah. And so at a certain point, you know, they uh, have this uprising with the Flaxons. They're able to overthrow the, what is it? The Zazla, the Zala. Uh, Zaxel. 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 So the Zaxel, you know, ruling class, they overthrow them. They, you know, grow this army throughout the world and uh, they get some time for Nookie as well. Yeah. yeah. Young love, you know? Young love, baby. Nookie, Nookie. And so, <laughs> and so they're able to win the war. They end up deposing the Zaxel line. They basically like just Im- essentially do like a segregation in a way. Yes. Where it's like the Zaxels yes. are like this is a very odd book to describe. Ru- Rudy specifically does it too. Yes. Like he, it's yeah. robot specifically because he learned the language of the Flaxons. And over, Amanda doesn't. Uh, over like, uh, it, it took him like 50 years or something to like actually perfect it. Yeah. Uh, and Amanda has not learned the language. And that's a constant thing between them that like, you know, he, I, I love that bit where he's like, you know, I, I hate to harp on it again, but I really think it would be helpful if you, tried to learn the language again like that that way you could make some friends like you you wouldn't be so dependent on me because i'm leading these people you know and she's like i i tried i can't do it like i'm not as smart as you uh and so you start to see that little rift grow between them but yeah he's specifically the one who is segregating anyone who is faithful to the zactyls or uh is an actual zactyl like faction and i like I, I felt bad because, I mean, we've all been there. We all had to take a second language in high school. Yep. <laughs> and I know yeah. for me, I just, you know, I took two years of it because I had to. Yep. And I just, I, there were days where I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand. Yep. Imagine 800 yeah. years of that. 800 years of that? 800 yeah. years spending time in France and not being able to speak French? Yeah. Isn't, yeah. It would drive exactly. me nuts. infuriating real quick you just just side note you just described uh, the plot to uh, baskets uh uh, zach galifianakis oh yeah you're right that's that's exactly is that a movie it's a tv show it's an fx show it's a tv TV show show. okay yeah Yeah. that's so quick you're right So as time goes on, the Zaxel followers are essentially used as slaves in the mines. And at a certain point, there's an incident where a monster girl rescues one of them and finds out, oh, they speak English. Uh huh. They speak Mm -hmm. Earthling. And so she starts to connect with them. Um, Just as Rex said, um, you know, like you having people to communicate with, would allow you to grow closer to them. And so she does. She grows she closer does. to the people that she but can speak with. The, quote, enemy <laughs> faction. It's the yes. opposition. <laughs> yes. And so we see that over the decades and over the centuries, like they drift farther apart. You know, they try to have kids. They can't. Um, she is continuing to be a Zaxel sympathizer while Rex is getting more and more tyrannical, I guess. Yes, it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how to He's describe. He's becoming it. a Roman emperor. Yes, yeah, he really is. It's someone who takes over Rome, and you know, tries to do the best they can, but then realizes after a point, I take over Rome, 
this is a huge responsibility. Like he's yeah. he's a Roman emperor. Man. It's like I I did the easy part, which is the the revolt, the revolution. The revolt. Yeah. The hard part <laughs> is keeping it together yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and he even gets his very own et tu brute moment. Love when, it. Uh, yeah. When Monster Girl absolutely slaps the shit out of him. Love it. Like that is a full backhand. That's a full backhand. You know what? When the uh, when Zul and Zal, who are the uh, twin heirs to the Zaxal Empire, stage a coup, and as we come to find out, Amanda got real close to Zal. Yeah, real, real close. And so uh, they end up getting intimate and they do a very smart thing where they, you know, they tease throughout a lot of the modern day stuff. Um, This, you know, this gigantic monster girl sized uh, Flaxen warrior. Yeah, the Flaxens have returned to Earth. Yeah, I'm sorry, the invading again, being led by they invaded London. And uh, which I feel bad because London keeps getting attacked. Not yeah. only that, so do you guys recognize who the first casualty of this war is? <laughs> you mean our prophet, yes. our holy savior? Yes! The man who caught the sky cap? The bag of trash! The man who caught the sky cap! The greatest man. hero in this book, and he's finally dead after 93 uh, issues. I love out. callbacks yeah. like this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so the biggest cut callback that they could do in this book. Again, continuity and nope. lore. That's my jam. Also, no cut is deeper than the loss of the cult uh, cap sky chief that would that was him. You know, yeah. It's just it's just yeah. honestly it's the deepest it's just cut. Sad. After ninety some issues, you're just like, oh, well, there he is. You know, he's Poor dead. Guy. I can't wait. Who knows if they come back? And during oh, yeah. the skirmish, it is revealed that this gigantic flaxen that is leading them is a half flaxen, half monster hybrid. And it's teased throughout the flashbacks that Amanda might have, you know, gotten a little intimate with one of the uh, one of the flaxens there. And I don't know about you guys, but I was very surprised to find out that it was Zal and not Zul. Um, who knew that yeah. when Amanda turns into her monster form, she becomes a male monster? Isn't that interesting? It's very, yeah. uh, it's very mystique, yes, yes. In that yeah, mystique yeah. is, uh, in a way, kind of the ultimate like trans representation at Marvel yeah. or non binary representation in yeah. that so gender fluid that like her, like she she had a kid with destiny like rogue is like their kid like you know she she can have kids she could be so both it's be the both same father thing. and mother yeah yeah it's it's the same thing which is a really interesting bit of ground to cover uh yes. while also yeah. covering a degree of bisexuality in monster girl yeah yeah amanda clearly exhibiting because you know she starts this relationship as amanda and then you know consummates the relationship as monster girl so which i find like really fascinating because it's like that's not anywhere near where i would think the story would go no no complete surprise and they even like give like an out for because at a certain point rex is like what are you talking about like how did you hide a child from me and they mention there's a point where they separate they don't see each other for a decade 
Mm -hmm. or it's like, okay, this could seemingly happen here. Mm -hmm. But to have that be the case and her actually get Zal pregnant and, you know, subsequently she busts out Rex when Zal and Zul are prepared to, are preparing to stage another invasion of earth. Um, they are able to turn back all the, uh, Zaxel sympathizers. Zal and Zul go into hiding where presumably, uh, Zal gave, gives birth to uh, her and Amanda's child. And mm -hmm. so that brings us to the modern day, um, where the two of them are just having this kind of come to Jesus moment where mm -hmm. like all of their past sins are exposed in front of them. And as we kind of round things out, uh, I know we're skipping ahead cause it, it's just a lot that mm -hmm. happens here. It's 800 years. But um, in chapter 96, we have uh, this, I guess their last day. We get a glimpse into their last day in the Flaxen dimension. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Rex is basically like, hey, look, I'm uh, like, basically, it starts off with Monster Girl admitting that she had the affair with, uh, with Zal. And yeah. this is hard, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, there's no side you can take in this, in this specific instance. If you're looking at it just from this page, where both of them did things they might regret, like, it's hard to really, like, see either of them in the wrong when it comes to, like, this specific instance of infidelity and... Yeah. It's tough. Right, yeah. All the other stuff around it... Yeah. A little less, a little less morally gray, a little bit more black and white. Yeah. But this was really like, it was a tough read. Cause like you see her, like she's crying, she's breaking down, admitting this to him. And he just doesn't say anything. He just walks away. And like, that's heartbreaking. Cause you know that they've spent, you know, hundreds of years together. And the next, apparently his response is like, Hey, look, I'm going home. Like I'm pretty much like there's nothing left for us here. Like, yeah, I'm done. Like we we did what we could. It's time for us to mm -hmm. go. And so they're getting ready. They're making their preparations to go. And then one of the Flaxons shows up. And I reading this, I thought it was an error. Okay, I thought this was like a printing error because oh, oh, yeah. he's speaking in the Flaxon language again, which is just huh? like symbols. And I'm like, oh, because there are a couple times in at least this digital uh, volume where I've had a couple pages repeat. Yes. And yeah, I've had like little um, lettering snafus, stuff like that, just like little things. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is just like whatever. And I brushed past it. I completely <laughs> like an idiot just ignored it and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but so the two of them, you know, it shows them uh, talking. This Flaxen guy comes in. He says something. He's like, uh, just excuse me for a second. And then it flashes to them coming back. And then, you know, kind of catches you up to where we're at. Um, we cut back to the uh, to the climactic battle. Kaboomerang's putting in work, son. Hell yeah. He's taking yeah, on yeah, the yeah. entire army alone. We don't see anyone yeah. else in this page making direct contact. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, okay that's not true. Because we got all the names now. We get Pegasus. Yeah. We get Labruza. Yeah, Those are names. 
Those are names. Uh, we Those are get names, Malcolm. Uh, Outrun is the speedster. Great name That's for That's right. That is yeah. a cool name, Outrun. That's a good name. Le, Br- Le Bruiser uh, is the pug. Le is the pug in the background. Yeah. Is it a teleporting uh, we... pug? It's a pug. Uh, it is. It's is it just a regular pugs. pug? Who knows what I mean, pugs can do, bro? Yeah, it's like Wishbone with it was a superhero basically. Yeah. So, but my point still stands. Names are names. I believe in actions, and we see Kaboomerang absolutely <laughs> obliterating <laughs> a squad here in this panel. Look at that man. That man is badass, dude. He's he's yeah, the greatest hero in the world. Yeah. Um, he's a G. We also get this great little panel of. Uh, of Kid Thor and Knockout working with some of the remaining actioneers, which, Hell yeah. where is my boy? Oh, where is uh, he? We see him. Yes, we see Powerplex oh, yeah. at the very beginning of the uh, of the invasion, but we yeah. don't see him at this well, point. Dead, and I'm like, obviously. they would not <laughs> kill him off panel <laughs> like this. Come on. <laughs> Mm. Malcolm, I hate like, when you do this. You know I hate when you do this. Who knows? Hey, not camera. God, Maybe the next so story arc is titled "The Death of Powerplex." Who knows? I hate I you mean, so much. Oh, yeah. so yeah, best best tiger and knockout and Kid Thor and the inappropriately named Japan droid. I cannot believe <laughs> you're right. excited about best tiger when Powerplex is missing. Best <laughs> I have no concept for best tiger right if now. If memory serves, he's like Daredevil with guns. Like if memory serves, that's that's kind yeah, of yeah. He's the punish. He's the punisher in the Daredevil combat. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, yeah. So uh, we see that this final like this final fight with uh, Rex and Amanda against the uh, is it ever named? But uh, Amanda's son. I believe, essentially, yeah. We, yeah. I, 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 there is a name, but I don't think we get it until yeah. The next. I think it's a little later. Oh, okay. We're going to come back to this. Good. So um, they end up taking, you know, taking the son into custody. There's this great little two panel exchange where Rex is standing next to Brit and and he goes, she's his father. It's complicated. (laughs) Brit just looks like, what? (laughs) What the fuck is happening? What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) And so... Afterwards, Zendel returns to his apartment. His arm is broken, but he's like, look, this is going to heal in like a week because my abilities. Uh, we got everything done. Like, this is cool. I'm bulletproof. I'm invincible. We're doing shit. And Carla's like, Ugh. and it's revealed <laughs> that his parents that, were still it, there. I was it was like the whole sitcom moment. Yeah, she's just like, yes. she's just like no, no. She's like trying to get him to strike out. Like, no, like they're still here. They're still here. Also, I love that Cecil wrote on uh, on bulletproofs like, on the cast. Uh, cast. Yeah. I didn't I, even yeah. notice never that. that. Yeah. Never oh, that's that amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It's just like, oh, oh, that's so funny. Cecil can't help himself for like any reason <laughs> at all. So. I, so, yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It's funny that he's the only one that signed his cast. He's the only one. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's the boss, so he has to. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. No one else wants to. So uh, Mark has this big confrontation. He was on the sidelines. because He, has no he was on the couch the whole time. Forced to watch. Yeah. Had like okay. a little argument with Eve. Um, 
We also got quick cuts to other teams. Uh, Capes was dealing with um, Doc Seismic again. Uh, we saw yeah. that the uh, Wolf Corps or the Wolfman Corps. Yeah were dealing with their own thing, so they weren't available. And then we see Tech Jacket with this weird-looking, you know... Hot thing. Yeah. Thing. Um, and Mark yeah. is just like, where were you guys? Because Alan and Olivier were still on Earth while this happened. But apparently, they got caught up in the uh, Tech Jacket business. Yeah. So they were uh, available to help. Um, but Alan basically says, hey, look, we're heading back to Telescria. We just want to make sure you were cool. But like, we got to go. And Olivier has this, you know, conversation with Mark, which I mean, it's heart. a beautiful moment. Yeah, it's a really beautiful good. moment. It's great. And I just picture this really like sad French music going on in the background. <laughs> like, it's a, it's we, we've read it This is, yeah. this is Ratatouille. I, I was going to say La Vie and Rose. Yeah. We've got like. <laughs> perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um he basically says like like he apologizes and he has this great this great moment where he's like if losing someone close to you feels like this if that's what it's like to have a loved one die maybe i was wrong about this whole thing and i just beautiful french cinema loved it <laughs> Theme. After I was gonna say after they hug, then the screen goes black and just theme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you see that Olivier finally gets what Mark has been trying to tell him. He gets human life since he yeah. was kid Omni Man. Yeah, yeah. And now hopefully, young Omni Man can take that with him as he goes back into space. Um, it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment between two brothers, and I really really enjoyed that. So they leave. Which brings us to another beautiful moment with two other brothers. Mm. With yes. Thrag and, and Craig. Craig. Yeah, because yeah. We for I forgot to mention, during the uh, battle in London, Craig was helping out. Yeah, Craig was saving mm -hmm. people from falling debris. Just for a moment. Just, uh -huh. just a just quick moment. moment. That's all right. But yeah. It was enough to get the attention of Thrag. Mm -hmm. Let's have this conversation. Let's have this yes, conversation. Please. Yes, um, please. I'll do Thrag. Malcolm, you want to be Craig? Craig? Yes. Craig. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> General Craig, I've never known you to be a foolish man. In fact, <laughs> I would count you among my listeners most loyal agents. So when I said to infiltrate the human population, procreate, but in no way interfere with the events that transpire with these people, I would expect that you, above all others, would understand and follow those orders. And yet, here we are. I am very sorry, sir. It was not my intention. <laughs> I couldn't stand by and allow these people to be harmed. There is a human woman in London who carries my child. So, a woman is <laughs> of limited importance. I've reviewed your logs. You have nearly a dozen human women spread all over the globe who are currently impregnated with your offspring. I know, Grand Regent Thrake. I know. And I love them all. 
the signs of change. Yeah. Oh the signs my of change. God. Nolan was right. Yeah. Nolan was absolutely right. He is not so. special, in right. fact. And there is the capacity mm-hmm. for Viltrumites to change. Mm-hmm. I loved this. Yeah. Especially with all the grief that we gave Krang when we first saw him. Yeah. Like for him to be the first for one to, to be turn. A good guy. Yeah. Very cool stuff. I mean, it he is. did impregnate a dozen women and just leave them. So true. But he loves them all. But he loves them all. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He loves them all. Doesn't excuse yeah. it. But he tries to have um, one eyed bastard as well. Good <laughs> <time>. <laughs> you know yes. who isn't doing well though? Mark. According yes. to Eve. Ooh. Good segue. Very good segue. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Bazinga. So uh, Mark <laughs> and Eve have a little intimate time. Uh, we always cut away when they have intimate time, which gave us the opportunity to talk to uh, Thrag and Craig. And apparently Mark's performance is just okay <laughs> without his powers. Oh. He's got performance enhancing powers. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what? Mm-hmm. One in five performance issues and happens. <laughs> it's true. Happens. One in five. One in five. <laughs> and I love this like little mini argument <laughs> that they get into. Like they're just like they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Um, and I love the what Robert Kirkman does so well is human dialogue, because there's a moment yeah. during this conversation where Mark goes like. Look, the thing is, I really just have to keep telling myself this is temporary. And like Eve flips out and he's like, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I mean, no powers. I mean, no powers. Like my power loss needs to be temporary. And I love the fact that you could see where both of them were coming from. Because yeah. Mark is so single mindedly frustrated at the loss of his powers that he and he's never been good with words. Mark Grayson's a good person, but he's never been good with words. And True. Eve is also in kind of a vulnerable state because this is a different, this is a new chapter for their relationship. And so neither of them are really confident in what's going on. So I just, I really dug that moment. I really, really enjoyed it. And Mark mentions that Dinosaurus has been gone for a while and we see him building something. Trouble. Trouble is what I get from that. And so we get yeah, yes. I, I I picture just like like opera music. Like you know this. you know that moment in Spider-Man 2 when yes. Doc Ock is built, rebuilding yes. the machine and yes. it's big exactly and everything that. like that. Yeah, exactly it's that, that. moment of, yes. you have no idea what the hell is going on. Like, oh no, this is bad yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yes. that. Excellent yeah. pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Topical pull as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, goddamn Melina. Yeah, for goddamn Melina. Academy best, Award nominee. Best known for playing Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof and nothing else. Oh, damn it. I was hoping you would not pull that pull. I was hoping you would not pull that thing. Oh, man. If I would have reached that. Oh, man. Oi. <laughs> Oi! So, uh, so Wait, now I want um, dinosaurs to be slightly Jewish now. Actually, no, dinosaurs needs to be voiced by Alfred Molina. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> both both dinosaurs and wimpy man dinosaurs. 
Yeah, I want to <laughs> see Alfred Molina give his best, like, surfer dude. Yeah, same here. For him. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Because you know he would do that would be awesome. amazing with that. Um, yeah. So the conclusion of this volume gives us, oh man, the feels. Tragic, awful. I felt terrible reading this. Um, Mm-hmm. Rex and Amanda are visiting Amanda's son in the Pentagon where he's being held in a structure not not dissimilar to the one that Cecil thought was going to hold uh, Conquest. Hopefully this one does a little mm. bit better than that one. Mm. But he's real mad. Uh, they have this kind of reconciliation. Apparently it was this moment that took for them to kind of say, look, we're we're going to try again. We're going to try and make this work. And um, yeah, this was, this was dark. This was a very, this was a very dark way to end the volume with us getting that conclusion with us getting that, um, that follow up to the scene where the Flaxen soldier comes in and in Flaxen, he says, we have located the Zaxel rebel leaders, sire. It appears the female is with child. So Rex knew the entire time that this happened. And and when the initial, um, when the initial invasion happens, Rex, you know, watching on a monitor, he's like, no, it's not possible. It, it, it can't be the Flaxen. He it's freaks out because he's like, this is impossible. There's no way. And you think, and the entire volume leads you to believe that he feels that way because he feels that they subjugated them, that they taught them not to do this. And it's revealed that the reason he thinks that is because he gives the order after Amanda leaves to execute all Zaxel royals, women, children, all of them. Oh, man. Including the unborn half-breed that grows within that traitorous Zaxel belly. Oh, God. See, that's Robot is a dick. See, that's that's Sidious. That's That's some big Sidious energy. Yeah, that is, is what yeah, that is. That is that's an order sixty six. If I've ever seen it, yeah, yeah, that's 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 big Sidious mood. So that's BSM. That's BSM. I'm going to right now. BSM. Um, BSM. Or actually, oh, yeah. I I feel weird not saying it, not saying the whole name. So big Darth Sidious mood. So BDSM. Um, okay, that's better. That makes, like, I'm coining yeah, that for the first time. Because BSM um, sounded like a, it, it, like BSM a sounds weird, right? But BDSM, kind of thing. BDSM, yeah. BDSM, yeah. So BDSM, big Darth, big Darth Sidious mood. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's I was re- thank you. I just yeah. I don't know. Well I just I, I come up with this stuff. That's good. So um, <laughs> yeah, I hashtag BDSM. Ha- hashtag BDSM. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know how you feel about big Darth Sidious mood. BDSM. <laughs> um throw it on with bde my big damien energy i am producing nothing but hits <laughs> nothing but hits here in the Game Boy book club all i do is win 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 no all matter what I do is win just make it a ring and everyone puts their hands up and they stay there so <laughs> at the end of this volume um man 
this was a lot. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot. Yeah. So um, as we're kind of wrapping up here, uh, final thoughts. And did you have a favorite moment? We'll start with Jacob. Uh, this, yeah, this is a lot from just Mark just losing his powers. You thought, you know, when Mark lost his powers, I thought we were just going to focus on, you know, uh, just the the new Invincible taking the mantle and yeah. seeing how that works out. And immediately we just get this answer between, no, we just get this. I think it was kind of like a, a way to side story Mark a little bit. So that way we can get the the whole explanation between uh, Robot and Monster Girl. It was kind of interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, to, do, to do this and then also like get a little bit of the new Invincible and what his life is like. But yeah, this... This is nothing. This was something I never expected to come from this comic. Um, this, this was, I have really no words from it. Just for, I was just a, like aghast from like the whole experience of how this worked out um, and how it transitioned. My favorite moment is still, I'm not gonna lie, it's uh, it's uh, it's in the beginning, it's Octoboss coming out of nowhere and just. <laughs> like why is and this yeah and the, the, the squid going like why are we why are you talking in their language and it's like practice it was that that i never laughed so hard out loud in uh in at a comic for a good while so that was so that was like one of my favorites um was just for that moment also yeah uh dinosaurs being left alone for his uh to his own devices without Mark like it. a little unsettling a little bit too don't that was like another it. thing yeah so there's there's a lot there's a lot in here between that and um the little moments that were in the future in the present time i also uh recommend the the the, the four freight the four page action page of the the heroes versus the flaxons in uh what city are they they're in yeah. washington dc yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, two yeah, double yeah. page spreads yeah the two double page spreads yeah, that's that eric's is, background uh, right now that's pretty hell yeah. yeah yeah i i, I had uh, trouble deciding uh, between the two but only one of them has kaboomerang it's got that yeah it's very got that kaboomerang so at the um, end of all this, when we build our own personal like guarding the globe teams, like oh my god, we're team. doing that. We're yeah. doing <laughs> that. We are absolutely um, spending an episode doing that. On there. So that's so when that's we, okay. Cool. When uh, we do the uh, when we do the guardian of the globe uh, like book. stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll totally cut off our own. Done. Yeah. But but that's it for Done. me. That's that. It's it's just the octopus and like gosh, just this this volume is just. Nasty. A lot. That's what I yeah. said. It was a lot, and it was kind of nasty. Yeah, uh, Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, this is a hard volume. Um, I think it's technically my least favorite out of all uh, of them. Yeah, out of all of them. I think it's wow. my least favorite. And that for a couple of reasons. One, there's not a lot of Mark, which I understand, uh, and I think is a good narrative choice. But sure. I miss Mark by the end. Um, two. Robot's a dick, and I've never fully liked Robot, and there's a lot of robot in this. Yeah. trying to convince me that Robot's not a dick, and then Perfect. only to convince me, oh, yeah, no, Robot is a dick. I've yeah. never trusted that bastard, and I never will. And I'll never forget <laughs> for the death of my boy. That yeah. is a Star Trek The Undiscovered Country quote. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Very nice. Well done. Uh, but, yeah, um... That said, I really like Amanda, and I really like the journey that Amanda goes on in this. 
So while I say it's my least favorite volume, I mean, it's my least favorite volume and like my third favorite book. Like, that, come on. Like, that's, you know, yeah. that's yeah. nothing to scoff at. Like, this is the volume that I like the least, but it's still the greatest series, you know? So, uh, <laughs> the, the best I, I, superhero comic in the universe. In the universe. In the multiverse, um, actually. In the multiverse, even. At this point, yeah. So, I, I love I love all the Amanda stuff. I think she has an amazing character arc in this one. Agreed. Uh, which is really cool. That's a character that doesn't get a lot of a lot of attention throughout the it's series, true. and this is the most attention that she gets. Um, and I think I think it's a really good look at that character, um, even if she isn't the main character in this. It's a it's a great supporting role. Um, uh, but my favorite moment is the last page where you find out. Oh yeah, no, Robot is totally a dick. Malcolm's been right <laughs> since day one. It's mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's it's that. Um... Uh, that Captain Holt, that vindication, vindication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I. Uh, Ooh, who does Andre Brower play in the show? Oh boy, you got to get him in there. He's got a great yeah, bruiser. <sighs> Plays <with> bruiser. <laughs> he could play Kaboomerang. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Aussie accent. He can play Kaboomerang. Yes. Give me. Captain Holt Kaboomerang <laughs> forever <laughs> and spin him Captain off into Holt. his own 10 season Aust- show. Hell yeah. Australian accent? Hell yeah. Australian Kaboomerang no, give him back a little, in action. Give him a little bit of an Australian accent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kaboomerang um, Andre, right back Andre at you. He's the guy. <laughs> Kaboomerang <laughs> always coming back. Always coming back. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so um i loved i loved all the same stuff you guys did this was a very weird volume a lot happens here um i already talked about like probably my favorite part of the book in general is getting Corey walker's art on this again like malcolm deduced before i did um, it is very similar to Shane or Samney style, which I adore. So that's probably why and what probably eased the pain of robot being terrible for me. But my favorite moment is actually the page where we see Craig make the save. That was oh, the yeah. first, that was a gasp moment for me. That's a huge moment huge we spent this entire time with everyone saying like yes nolan is special people don't change all of this stuff and how the viltramites are just there to procreate but this moment with probably thrag's most loyal follower that's alive anyway um absolutely changing his stripes it it's mind-blowing to me and Mm -hmm. i was really really impressed by that so yeah overall definitely not my favorite i think that's still last volume um or Hell volume yeah. before that one of those but um really really dug the building blocks that they put here and since we know that they're going to follow up on this stuff as we go along um i'm excited so that does it for this week's session of the geek explained book club next week Next week, my boys, we are going to Invincible Volume 18. Let me look this up. Yay! Invincible Volume 18. The yeah. You weren't kidding. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Oh no. Yeah. 
102. Uh, this this volume is called Death of Everyone. Yeah. So uh, I've been reading them digitally, as we all know. Uh, and I've been reading I'm already uh, done. I'm already caught up. It's so bad. And, uh, <laughs> the last, so the issue 97, or I'm uh, sorry, issue 96 has an ad for issues 98 through 100 that I'd like to show you. I don't know if you can see it very well. Yeah, okay, I, there you go. I can okay. see it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my that god. That is the teaser. Uh, is listeners, easy. I'm gonna try and describe this to you. It just said it's this big, you know, probably like double page spread. It just says the death of everyone. It is. And it's literally Mark, Eve, Olivier, we see Nolan, we see just everyone's dead. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because Jesus this is the death Christ. of everyone. Oh god. Okay, here's here's the synopsis. Uh, i don't want to read this comic anymore i know what you're Um, doing tonight i know what you're doing tonight (laughs) i have to read this now i don't like reading ahead but i'm gonna read ahead damn it um it says mark grayson's entire life as a superhero all he's learned all he's endured it's all been leading to this one moment Will he become the hero he was meant to, or will he choose a different path? Oh, man. Ah, man. Remember, listeners, dutiful listeners, there is one thing that we have said from the beginning, and I've specifically refrained from saying it for the last couple issues, but Eric, you brought it up today. Mark Grayson is a good person. He is. See, great. A good but now that line is colored to me <laughs> because I thought we were saying it in good faith together when you've been running a long con from the beginning that apparently I was not aware of. When and now first, I'm nervous as hell. Said it, when we first said it, my first thought was, except for when he works with dinosaurs. I don't know. Maybe he's not exactly a good person. <laughs> Oh my god. So good person. He is a really good person. Well now I don't trust that line, Malcolm. Now I don't trust that. That's the thing about Invincible. You shouldn't trust anything. Malcolm's uh Mark Grayson <laughs> has been a good person, I'm going to say. Oh boy. Let me tell you. Wow. If you think already jumping the gun before he even even has a chance to see. I don't know. I see this volume. <laughs> it shows Mark really- in the blue suit again, which we yeah. already established is his dark suit. His symbiote suit. Yeah, exactly. I well, but I mean, he has feel. to wear that because Zendale's another pistol. Writing. Well, it's not like he's writing. gonna like fight him to get the, the suit. One. I hate this. I hate all so of next <laughs> the death of everyone uh, uh, guys we're in like the last 50 issues of this book trust we me are, we are indeed. really starts to hit the fan this, this is, is where it gets be, really uh, issues 97 through 102 so make sure you do your reading and meet back with us next friday same geek time same geek channel <laughs> but for now for craig and the reformed viltramites i am eric azana and i am stressed uh i'm malcolm russell nelson i would just like to point out real quick remember this volume i said it's my least favorite but there are things right. in this that inform the rest of the series very specifically 
Jacob knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm Jacob Brown, and I have to say, Dinosaurus is still my favorite villain in this whole whole series. And you'll know why in this next film. And you'll know why very soon. Uh, and yeah. we will, God forbid, see you next time. <laughs> Las Vegas was just the beginning. No! I just fucking didn't know what was going on.
Every, uh, every trust me, issue. the next issue of the next volume, you're gonna have no idea what's going on. Fuck. If he's exactly. in this, the, what the, fuck, the <laughs> issue is the biggest what the fuck in fuck. the whole world. You thought, you thought this okay. is bad. Wait until we get to uh, 100. All right. Yeah. Gross. <laughs>